Where are the workers? Where are the workers that our economy needs and our businesses need? By now, you may have heard about the Great Resignation. Many businesses have help wanted signs and not enough employees to fill millions of job openings. So, what happened? In pre-COVID, we did not necessarily have this big a problem, although there was some issues with filling open positions across the country. And post-COVID is where the problem compounded itself and became more dire for employers seeking to fill open positions. From what we've seen and read and determined using some internal analysis and data from the U.S. Department of Labor, reading some reports from an array of journalists, and by talking to business owners and CEOs, is that there are multiple factors as to why there are not enough employees in the marketplace post-COVID. But we believe it's primarily as a result of baby boomers leaving the workforce and declining birth rates. Uh, We have a perfect storm here with these two issues. We're going to get into some of the data and some of the numbers we've seen and what we believe to be some of the issues of why we don't have enough workers in the workplace and um, in the market. Pre-COVID in late 2019, that's the last quarter, uh, we had a 3.6 unemployment rate going into February of 2020, which would be the first quarter of 2020. Then the bottom fell out of the economy as businesses closed in March and April and going forward due to the pandemic. And, um, you know, obviously things were closed for quite a while uh, with all the um, the requirements put into place by governments and by businesses and, you know, by travel. I mean, so many requirements came into place and vaccine requirements and mandates and all those kind of things. So uh, the bottom fell out of the economy due to the pandemic. But then eventually uh, in um, 2022, now, you know, toward the end of 2022, middle 2022 and going into 2023, our unemployment rate has dropped uh, to 3.5% post-COVID. So going into the COVID era, um, we were going into COVID with 3.6 unemployment rate. And now they were kind of out of it. Generally speaking, COVID is still around, but we are back to a sense of normalcy right now. We're at about 3.5% post-COVID unemployment rate. So let's say things are generally where they were before the pandemic. So where are the workers? Those that, let's say those employees that left the workforce or were released, uh, let go due to COVID, um, and as a result of those businesses uh, closing down, uh, where have those workers gone? Some have gone back to work since the economy has opened back up and employers um, went back in business and hired people back, but millions have not gone back into the workforce. So where are they? I mean, these are the conversations we're having with people and businesses across the country. Where are the where are the people? So let's start with some initial data, which which we find you know interesting today. Uh, when this podcast is being recorded, we have about 10.5 million job openings across the country. Many of those job openings are in transportation, uh, healthcare, 
social services, hospitality, and food services. There, there are other openings across the country, but that is where most of the jobs are right now. A lot of them are hourly workers. Many of these industries, the ones that I just shared, got hit hard by the pandemic because you know they 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 closed down. Um, they just weren't you weren't flying anywhere, hence transportation. A lot of people weren't driving anywhere as well. Generally speaking, until things people started figuring out what the heck was going on. Um, social services where you're interacting with people face-to-face, in offices, things of that nature, all of that shut down. Uh, healthcare, for the most part, also shut down, with the exception of the hospitals and, and where that were treating COVID patients and clinics and things like that. But, but uh, you know, CNAs and home health and all those providers got affected radically because, again, we didn't know what was going on, and you got workers going into people's homes and things of that nature, so they got affected. Hospitality and food service, restaurants closed, hotels closed. Uh, there was no airlines, you know, obviously going anywhere because people weren't traveling. So a lot of the these places that got hit hard um, are the ones that, that um, closed down, and now they're uh, open. There's a lot of openings right now as a result of that. And uh, the fastest growing industries right now are leisure and hospitality, which is the the restaurant uh, places, restaurants, hotels, and travel destinations. Because people, once COVID, um, generally um, disappeared for the most part, meaning that, that we're back open and it's not as serious. We've gotten to live with it. Everyone wants to travel. So that said, um, where are these workers now that we're back open? We need about 7 million workers for the 10.5 million job openings. That's a difference of about 3.5 million, right? So you got 10 million, 10.5 million openings. You got set, we need about 7 million workers. Um, the difference is 3.5. The 3.5 difference allows for flexibility uh, in the marketplace, the elasticity, if you will, of employment, retirements, uh, long-term disability, natural turnover, uh, people moving from job to job, uh, people having families, women having kids, you know, childbearing, um, and they, they, they fall out of the workforce for a while, family leave, so things of that nature. So we need about 7 million workers right now to uh, cover um, these job openings. So, so I want you to keep the 10.5 million number in your head and the 7 million. So we lost about 850,000 people in the U.S. due to COVID. Um, of that 850,000, about 300,000 were in the workforce, right? So remember, we need 7 million people. So 300,000 of them are no longer with us. So 7 million minus 300,000 leaves you with 6.7 million people needed. About 2 million uh, are estimated to be uh, sick uh, on and off uh, with active covid and also long-term COVID. That's an issue that's being researched right now, the effects of COVID. And some of them have long-term illnesses as a result of having COVID. And they have not recovered. And they have, you know, they, they're, they have other issues. So uh, that is preventing about 2 million people from coming back into the workforce, uh, long COVID, and just on and off with COVID. So remember, we're at 6.7 million now, right? 7 million workers we need. 300,000 have died from the workforce. That's 6.7 million left. Of that, 2 million of them are out uh, of the workforce for COVID reasons. So that leaves about 4.7 million people. Of the 4.7 million, we don't know the actual number, 
but a whole bunch of them, millions of them are baby boomers that left the workforce, retired, reduced their hours due to the fear of COVID, obviously, um, because COVID affected a lot of the elderly and some of these boomers are in their mid sixties, late fifties, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so they left the workforce, retired, reduced their hours due to COVID. Also, um, their work load increased significantly because uh, they were working and other people were not in the workforce. So they ended up doing a lot of work for other staff. Um, so the employees didn't have enough employees. So a lot of these uh, boomers just decided to retire and say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Uh, and it just took early retirement. So that number is about 2 million. We're, we're estimating. So now we're, we're um, from um, 4.7 million um, people that are available in theory to work, 2 million of them are gone, meaning they boomers, they left the workforce um, and for various reasons. So now we're at 2.7 million people that in theory should be available to work. Um, so to, for the 7 million positions. Uh, so that said, uh, there are um, a couple of hundred thousand, you know, maybe a million or so that are younger in age uh, that think about the millennials, right? The 18, 25, 30s, you know, the year old people, they moved back with their parents due to the cost of living uh, issues that have arised over the last few years. Um, some of these people lost their jobs um, and they went back home because they couldn't afford to live on their own. Uh, and now they're back home under a roof with, with uh, parents or family relatives. And they really don't have much pressure to get back to work. Some are going back to school to get educate more education so they can make more money because some of these workers were um, hourly workers. So they want to get some education to make more money. Some of these workers also, um, when they did have jobs at one point and then they eventually lost them, ended up accruing savings. Um, so they're sitting on some savings that they saved money because they weren't traveling, they weren't eating out, they weren't spending gas, they weren't buying um uh, they weren't uh, buying clothes. They just weren't going out for entertainment. So all this um, money has been saved. So some of them are sitting on savings. Some of them also, these um, workers have gone to work, but at part-time jobs because they went from, let's say, $10 an hour to $15 an hour in certain places, $17 an hour. So they're working less hours, but making more per hour. So they're choosing to work part-time. And again, since they're living under somebody else's roof, they don't have that pressure where they need to um, obviously pay their own bills and live on their own. So sitting on savings or a few thousand dollars. Uh, remember, the government also handed out a couple of thousand, um, three, four thousand dollars, uh, extended unemployment benefits, all that kind of stuff, kind of accumulated money for people. So you have some sitting on the sidelines because of all of that. Uh, and um, they are just choosing not to to work full time, and they could be in the workforce but part time. So you couple that with um, boomers leaving the the marketplace, and over the last decade or two, uh, the United States has had a relatively flat birth rate. We are not having as many children as we used to. Couples um, are not getting married, and then they are getting married uh, or living together. They're not having children, and when they do have children, they're having one. They're not having multiple kids. So we have a declining birth rate, and we have baby boomers that are, have left the workforce. And if the 
declining birth rate has been going on for a decade and a half or so. Those are children that are not 18 right now, right, or 19 or 20 or eligible to be in the workforce because they don't exist. So our birth rate has dropped and that has affected the workforce. So we believe that the bigger issue here is that apart from obviously the ones that are people that are not in the workforce, but the the retirement of the baby boomers coupled with the birth rate dropping um, has really hit the job market hard and has made it uh, a tighter labor force, a tighter labor market to meet the needs of all these open positions. So we have included some links in the podcast here that you can read and kind of look at some of the, the, the information that we kind of went through to compile this and do this podcast, but it's a couple of factors that are, that are leading to a decline um, of people available for these open positions. But we believe the two biggest issues are the baby boomers leaving in the millions, deciding to retire and two our declining birth rate. So the question is, how do we deal with this issue going forward uh, in our U S uh, based economy. If you like this podcast, uh, please five star it. Please share it uh, with your network. And uh, till next time.